Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Welcome to the Table for One podcast. I am excited to talk about a topic that I feel like is really universal, whether you live alone, have roommates, live with family members, live with other people. Um, We all have times that we feel really lonely. And a lot of times that happens during mealtimes because, I mean, let's face it, a lot of my favorite memories and I'm sure a lot of your favorite memories that have to do with food often include other people and often include um, family members or loved ones. And and it's really easy to think of food and eating or meal meal times as being something to really not look forward to. And a lot of that comes back to feeling lonely while eating. So with that said, I wanted to share some thoughts as well as some tips to help make mealtimes feel less lonely and to then turn it into something that you can look forward to. So first of all, kind of like I alluded to, you know, feeling lonely while eating in particular is, is really common. It's common during like cooking and then actually eating that food, especially if you are somebody who lives alone and, you know, I mean, going from a busy, maybe chaotic uh, work situation where there's a lot of people around to then go home where you're the only person there. And if it's during the winter, it's probably pretty dark. And that also adds to that feeling lonely, but know that you're not alone with those feelings. We all experience that to some degree and at different points of our lives, maybe a lot. And And I think feeling lonely is something that people who live by themselves, people who have roommates, maybe particularly people who don't get along with roommates. I've definitely had times in my life where that was the case, Um, where I didn't really feel comfortable eating in the common areas of my apartment. And that was a very weird feeling. And trying to kind of work through that was, was interesting, I guess, to say the least. But the thing is, there's a lot of things that we can do to help make that easier and more enjoyable. And I think the most simple, easiest way to make cooking meals and also, you know, eating them when you're by yourself um, to make those more enjoyable is to turn something on, whether that's favorite music, whether that's a great fun or relaxing um, playlist, whether that's turning on podcasts, listening to people have conversations, whether it's the Table for One podcast or another podcast that you love, or turning on a TV show that you really like. I, you know, I mean, the lists out there are really long in terms of 
types of music or podcasts or TV shows that are really great. I, I guess I can share a couple that I've been loving lately and also ones that I've heard others really like just to get you started if you're interested in finding new things to listen to. As far as podcasts go, a couple of my favorites are the Daily Podcast. It's a New York Times news podcast that I find super interesting. The Armchair Expert Podcast by Dak Shepard is fascinating and entertaining and fun. I really like that one. I also really like the Milk Street podcast. It's by Christopher Kimball on his new cooking adventure, I guess. And it's all about cooking and food, which is always fun. And and then my last favorite podcast that I really like to listen to is the History Chick. So there's two women who talk about, well, they they research different women in history and then talk about their lives and and they have great, interesting, and fun perspectives that I enjoy listening to. So those are a couple of podcasts, TV. I mean, there's so many things out there. I've been watching The Good Place lately and also, oh, I'm trying to think what I've been watching. Yeah, The Good Place mostly and The Office again because it's always fun. So yeah, I think bringing some excitement into cooking and then eating is always helpful. And you can also read a book while you're eating. That's, that's helpful. Okay. My next tip is to find ways to make mealtime special. And this might seem kind of silly, but bear with me for a minute. So imagine, you know, kind of imagine those times that you've really enjoyed your meals. There's something special to them. And even though if you're eating by yourself, you might not be able to share that with somebody else. You can still make that special and make an understanding that making your meal special does not mean that you have to spend a lot of time. I've got lots of recipes on the Nourish Nutrition blog that take about half an hour or less that have great flavors and can be special. It's just kind of how you think of it and allowing yourself to eat, to make and then to eat foods that you really enjoy. And, you know, the same could be the same could be said about grabbing one of your favorite, a favorite dish from your favorite takeout place that can be special as well. That, you know, to make those meals special, it it requires a little bit of planning, whether it's that day or earlier that week, whatever. Spend a little bit of time planning and getting those meals ready to make so that you have something to look forward to, something you know that's going to turn out good. And allow yourself to enjoy it. I think it's really easy to get caught up in that mind space of, you know, like, oh, I'm here by myself this sucks. And while it can, part of it is just in our heads as we're saying that we can, we can flip that around, bring in something that we enjoy, you know, podcasts, music, whatever that I talked about earlier, and just kind of switch up the way that we think about this. I've talked to many people on this podcast. And one thing that's universally shared about eating for one is that it's kind of awesome to be able to eat whatever you want you know, within reason and to be able to use your own time frame, which you can't really do if you're cooking for other people. So there are some benefits and there are some ways to find that excitement there. And I think my last tip is one that is a good reminder for all of us. It can get so easy to get caught up in, you know, everybody else is busy or I don't have anybody around that I can eat with. 
it doesn't have to be that way. So making time for friends or making time to find new people to eat with can be super helpful. So whether that be meeting up with people once a month, once a week, every couple days, whatever it is, to catch up can be such a, a wonderful, fun experience and also a great way to maintain and uh, strengthen friendships. But if you, you know, maybe move to a new place or don't have people around who are available for dinner, then find new friends. There are lots of opportunities to meet people. You just kind of have to search for them and figure out where to look. So those places to look would be to look into groups of people that have similar hobbies. So whether it's playing sports, maybe going for hikes, maybe um, participating in activities that you enjoy, things like that, taking a class, an art class, something like that. You can meet people that way. Or, you know, I know a lot of people who become good friends with people that they work out with because you see each other pretty consistently and frequently. Or you could also look into professional networking um, resources within your, within your, uh, your profession, I guess. So as a dietitian in Utah, I, I have gotten to know, know a lot of dietitians around and become really good friends with them. And these are people that I might not have met any other way than, than, than having a similar profession to them. So the thing is, there's lots of opportunities. Part of it is in our heads and, and kind of making the the best and finding ways to enjoy the situation that might not be that awesome if that's kind of your experience so far, but it, it really can be. It can be something to look forward to and something to enjoy. And that is it for this episode. So if you have any questions or if you have any any music, podcast, TV, anything that you really like and want to share, feel free to to leave a comment or to head over to the Table for One community on Facebook and share those thoughts there. So thanks again for tuning in and have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the Table for One podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com. Or honestly, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is nourishnutrico, and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.